you in your son's name. Amen. All right, are you, how many of you are ready for Christmas? Oh, Benton is. Great job, Benton. Steve, are you not ready? Okay, okay. Debbie, are you ready? You're always ready. Has anyone reached the point where you're thinking, I just do not have enough time between now and Christmas? Has anybody reached that point? Okay. I want you to take your Bibles, if you have them this morning, and turn with me to Luke's Gospel, Chapter 2. Again, a glimpse at the Christmas story. Um, I, don't, I, I think we cannot... We, I think we should read it all the time, but, uh, but in Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, look at the first seven verses with me uh, this morning. It says, In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole empire should be registered. The first registration took place while Aquinas was governor of Syria. So everyone went to be registered, each to his hometown. Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the family line of David, to be registered along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. Then she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him tightly in cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no room or guest room, in my translation, available for them. This morning I want us to think about how I do hear people say, Preacher, I just don't have the time to get ready for Christmas. And when I hear that statement, it makes me wonder, do they mean the time to get ready for the gifts and the people that might be coming over or the dinner? Or are they saying, I just don't have time for Jesus? I would hope that that's not the case. But in our world today, I believe, just like it was back then, they are people who are basically saying, I just don't have the time to spend for Jesus. You know, and so thinking about that, you know, Christmas is Christmas the event is going to come regardless if you sent out those Christmas cards or if you've lit the tree or if you've wrapped presents or even if you haven't done all your shopping, Christmas is going to happen. And are you ready for that? And so this morning, I want us to think about that for a few moments. If we're honest with ourselves, do we have time for Christmas? Do we have time? Because, you know, in our lives today, one of the things people are recognizing is that time is our new currency. In other words, time has become more valuable in some cases than money. Because we say, well, I've got to get this done, I've got to get that done. And because of time and our social values and the different things that we place as importance, time. Ben Franklin said this, Does thou love life? Then do not squander time, 
For that's the stuff life is made of. You know, as you think of that, time is one of those commodities that we can't regenerate. We don't have a time machine in the backyard, do we? But you know, we only have 60 seconds in a minute and 60 minutes in an hour and 24 hours in a day. That's it, right? How many days to Christmas? Anybody figure it out? 13? 25. 13 days, 312 hours, and I'm not sure if the minutes is right, 25,920. I don't know if that's right, but you, you say it like that, it kind of gets you worried, but what will you make time for this year? Will you make time for Jesus? Oh, yeah, preacher, we're going to have Christmas, we're going to have ornaments, we're going to have food, but you, you know that I'm talking about something else, right? Are you going to have time for Jesus? You know, a lot of people put their emphasis upon the tree and the cards, and all of those are great, don't get me wrong. But do we put the time where it needs to be? Could you imagine with me, think of Joseph in the Bible. What if Joseph, when he heard that Caesar Augustus had ordered, you know, that they all go to pay taxes, and, and you know, what if Joseph said, look, I don't have time for this. That's just what the king wants, you know, and you know what? The king doesn't always get what he wants. Can you imagine if our president today said we had to go back to where we were born? How many people in America do you think would do that at Christmas? I could hear the excuses. Well, I'm not going to wear a mask going there. Putting the emphasis on the mask, not that I have to go. You know, all these things, you know, and, and, and well, if I have to wear that mask, I'm not going to go. And, you know, we would come up with similar cases. Joseph could have said, hey, I got a bookcase on order. You know, I, I got to get this done because someone wants it. We could come up with the excuses. But even for Joseph, there was a what? There was a time. What about Mary? What if Mary said, I'm too young to have a child? It's going to demand too much of my time. I can't go traveling at this t moment in my life. You know, she, she could have came up with excuses just as like we do sometimes for not spending time with Jesus. What if God said, you mean send my son to earth? you got to be kidding. I don't have time for those God-forsaking people. What if God didn't have time? But, you know, we find that Joseph and Mary and God all made the time. Christmas is about a God who made time and came at the right time. Amen? We have a God who came and made the time and came at the right time. In the story that we read in Luke's Gospel, look at verse 6. Uh, it, it said, while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. The time came. And in Galatians 4, 4, it says, When the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman. You see, these verses are referring to the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. The, the baby refers to Mary's baby, Jesus, and a very human baby from a human mother and his son, 
in Galatians 4.4 refers to God's Son, a very divine baby from a divine Father. And so these two verses remind us that God's only Son was totally human, yet totally divine. And so this morning we think about, are we making time for Christmas, or are we making time for Jesus? But I want you to think about God made time for us. We, God made time for us. In both of those verses, the word time is mentioned. The time came when the time came. God didn't say, well, you know, I don't have enough time. God made the time, the right time, His love for you and me. He knew when that was going to be. He had things in control. God made time for us. Have you ever thought about your life? If every repairman, FPNL, you know all of them, will be there between 12 and 10. What if they came right on time? I know. <laughs> I want you to know something. God came right on time. And God will always come right on time. Amen? God will be on time. Now, it might not be my time, but God will be on time, and God makes time for his children. And this morning, are we making time for him? Will we make time for Jesus? Now, I know we've said, well, preacher, of course we will. But what about the innkeeper? The innkeeper, if all the, the ingredients, not ingredients, but all the, the background of the story, this had to be a busy time for the innkeeper. All the people were in town. They were there for the concert. No, they were there for the census, and, and, and everything had to be full. You can imagine if he had an inn, he had people all over his place. He, he was busy. From what I've read of the story, he was busy. He was consumed with the, the commotion that was going on, and, and so when he was asked, if he had room, he said, no. Can you get consumed at Christmas time? <laughs> yes, you can. Even this week, we have musical here. I'm sure a lot of times different schools have musicals and Christmas programs. And, you know, you're looking at your Amazon orders and know that, hey, yeah, if I don't order it this week, you know, I got, you know I'm going to be pay, got to pay more and all this stuff. And, and, and so things get too busy. And one of the questions we have to ask ourselves, are we getting too busy for the Son of God? But also think of another person who got busy. And I know maybe this is a person you don't think of much, but think about Herod in the Bible. Herod, the king of the Jews, was so old and very sick and just about close to death, but one of the things he worried about was that someone would take his throne. Someone would take his throne. I mean, even in, 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 his, in his life, we, we find that he killed his brother-in-law, his mother-in-law, and even his own wife. He was scared that someone would take control. In his mind, it was, in his mind, it was kill or be killed. And so he didn't have time for Jesus either because he saw him as a threat. He saw Jesus as a threat, and so in his mind, kill him. 
because I want to be the king. And even in our lives, sometimes we get so busy and say, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that uh, because I don't want them to see my support and, and I really don't like them. And, you know, all these reasons come to, to our minds. And, and, but it just boils down to we don't want to give the time to Jesus. But, you know, there was another group of people that didn't give time. And this group maybe astonishes you or maybe, maybe it makes you think, but what about the chief priests? and scribes what about the religious leaders when the birth of jesus happened they were only about five miles from where he was going to be born i mean they could have wrote that off on an expense trip but they wasn't even concerned about that they were the theologians they were the religious elite but you know what they had they had indifference they basically said, nah, it's not going to matter. They were just indifferent to it, self-righteousness, believing that they were already all that God would want them to be. And nah, we don't need to do this. Do we let that stand in our way sometimes of, of getting close to Jesus because of our, our ignorance or our apathy uh, where we just, well, you know, it's just one more program. In other words, there was another group that just didn't have time for Jesus. And, and, and I, I want us to see that, you know, there, there's another group, and I, 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 I probably could be, Preston tells me I could be a charter member of this group, but that is those who heard that Jesus was coming but decided to do it later. The Procrastinators International. Those who, and we all do it, don't we? I'll do it tomorrow. Well, I'll do it next week. But it never happens, does it, most of the time. Now, I did, I did get off the hook. My wife, she had a bunch of papers she wanted me to, not copy, but turn them into digital copies. And uh, we have a little printer at home. And I said, i tell you what. I said, I'm not going to do it this evening, but I'll do it tomorrow. Now, you know, when you say that, your wife's kind of like, all right, what does that tomorrow mean? You know, is it tomorrow, tomorrow? Or, you know, is it, I'm not going to do it. Well, I knew that I could use the machine here, and this machine is prepared for documents about this thick. You know, in just a few minutes it was done. So if we're going to say it's tomorrow, we need to make sure to do it. But even in that day, there were people who were delaying thinking about Jesus Christ. They were in no hurry. And, and in other words, they didn't have time for him morning we need to see that it, even in our lives do we have time the story is told and, and, and again it's a legend recounts a company of demons before satan's throne satan barks out in a loud voice who will go to earth to convince people not to give their lives to jesus and one of the one of the uh one of the demons, he said, oh, I'll go and tell them there's no heaven. And Satan said, no, the conviction, the conviction of a better life is too deep-seated in the heart of man. He said, that's not, not going to work. And then another demon stood up and said, I'll tell them there's no hell. And Satan said, no, that won't work. Man's conscience will witness against such mockery. 
And then one of Satan's demons stood up and he said, Well, I will tell them you have plenty of time to trust in Jesus. Tomorrow will be soon enough to give your heart to the Savior. In other words, he was saying, there is no hurry. Which one do you think Satan decided to do? This last one. That's our mentality today. There, there's no hurry to get religious. There, just have fun while you can have it. Tomorrow is soon enough. And so this morning, we have to ask ourselves, do we have time for Jesus? I mean, personally in our lives, may I, you know, if we think of that question, think of the people that I described. I identified those with Joseph and Mary. It wasn't easy for them. It wasn't convenient for them, but they made time for Jesus. What about the innkeeper? Do you not have time for Jesus because you, you are too busy. Or maybe we're like Herod. We don't have time for Jesus because we are so self-absorbed in our own agenda that we won't even give Jesus the due. Or perhaps we identify with the religious leaders. We're familiar with Jesus, but our hearts is covered with calluses We've heard the story so many times that you don't hear it anymore and you don't care. And we basically say, why bother? Or we're that procrastinators group. We know the need, we realize the peril, but we'd rather wait. Think about this. If God made time for us, can't we make time for him this Christmas? I hope that that is something that will sink in and realize that he's made time for us. We need to make time for him. Let's pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for your love. I thank you, Lord, for your message. Lord, the time came and Mary gave birth. The time came and the Son of God came. Lord, you gave us this time. Lord, what are we going to do with this time? Lord, I pray that we do not say or act like we do not have time for you. Because, Lord, if that's what we do, we're missing out on the most gracious appointment that there's been in your Lord, just bless us in your son's name. Amen. I invite you to stand.